for entrepreneurs and small business owners. There are no shortage of complex business challenges that require innovative problem solving. And among them, growing your small business, no matter its size or success, often presents unique challenges and unintended consequences. Insidium Podcast with host Renee Walker provides actionable small business growth, branding, marketing, and client development strategies. Delivered through a mix of influencer and thought leader interviews and inspirational stories designed to educate, engage, and empower. You are listening to Insightium Podcast, Episode 5. Insightium Podcast is a component of a multi-channel platform for growth-minded small business owners and entrepreneurs. Each episode is designed to share relevant business strategies, information, and inspiration. From challenging the status quo to breakthrough innovation, here you will find actionable strategies and thought-provoking topics to educate, engage, and empower you. Today, we're talking about Perfect Pitch, Keys to Winning More Business. Hey, everybody, Renee Walker here. Welcome to Insightium Podcast. This podcast is produced every Thursday to address the unique challenges and the unintended consequences of growing your small business. We also provide show notes, additional information, and resources at Insightium.com. In our previous episodes, we explored personal, executive, employer, and company branding as a key component of your business growth strategy. Now we turn our focus to strategies for winning more business. In an extremely competitive marketplace, creating customer value is essential for winning more business. Optimizing sales and marketing activities while employing precision customer cultivation, acquisition, and activation strategies are significant drivers to increase sales volume, differentiate products and services, create competitive advantages to win more business and accelerate growth. Today, we delve into purchase decision drivers, the marketing and sales funnel, and how to create strategies that increase sales volume and maximize marketing spend while winning more business. Let's get on with our show. To get us started with our discussion, I want to share a key finding from a New York University study. Researchers from NYU found that we make 11 major decisions about one another in the first seven seconds of meeting. So you may be wondering why I decided to start with this particular factoid. Simple, winning more business begins with making that all-important, great first impression. As discussed in our branding series, your company brand, including your personal, executive, and employer, is a key asset that provides unique competitive advantages, and it begins with great first impressions. So remember to stand up, show up, and make it count. Making a great first impression can be daunting, but it doesn't need to be. While there are no limit to the number of business pitch competitions, when developing relationships with current or prospective customers or others, it's important that you lose your elevator pitch. I know what you're thinking. Dropping your elevator pitch goes against all conventional wisdom. While losing your elevator pitch is counterintuitive, it offers many benefits. Why? Simple. You want to build long-term, mutually beneficial relationships. This requires a two-way dialogue versus a one-way, all-about-you elevator pitch that feels inauthentic and is delivered with the grace of a proverbial bull in a china shop. So a little history may be in order here. The original elevator pitch comes from the Hollywood studio days. 
when a screenwriter would reportedly catch an unsuspecting executive on an elevator ride. There, with the prey trapped within the confines of the elevator, the screenwriter would pitch an idea to the decision maker in 30, 60, or even 118 seconds. The old elevator pitch tactic is a relic from a bygone era. The idea of speechifying someone into submission or into a buying decision is about as relevant as an ice cream social is today. One of the most common mistakes small business owners make when trying to secure a new business from current or prospective clients is thinking it's all about you, your capabilities, your products, your services, your revenue. Understand it's really not about you. Successful sales are all about your customer. Identify your customer pain points and understand the customer and their industry. The key to securing more business lies in your ability to solve their problems, anticipate their needs, and deliver results for your clients, period. Let's now turn our attention to the marketing and sales funnel. First, please understand that marketing and sales are very different functions that should work collaboratively and in harmony. Oftentimes, marketing and sales are used interchangeably, and this is a mistake. In a nutshell, marketing is responsible for generating leads, building awareness in the marketplace, and cultivating relationships. Sales is responsible for transitioning leads into customers by closing deals. Let's review the funnel components and processes. Okay, so as we begin, I need you to visualize the funnel. At the top of our funnel, we have attract prospects followed by generate leads, which is followed by cultivating leads, then qualify leads, convert leads, and ultimately customers. So remembering all that we've talked about with respect to our brand strategy, ultimately your value, your visual identity, and your voice is represented by that brand strategy. And it is designed to help you attract prospects into your funnel. Then your communications team has a responsibility with respect to earned, owned, paid, and social media. So when we think of earned media, we're talking about PR efforts, um, media interviews, speaking engagements, things of that nature. Owned media would be any of the information that you have direct control over and you put out, your website, your marketing materials, your advertising, direct mailers, all of those things would be considered own media if you do white papers or case studies or any of those things and the like. Paid media would be paid advertising, whether that's digital, um, on social media, the web, or in more traditional um, print um, mediums as well. Social media, of course, are all of your social platforms. So lead generation is then... um, actually an opportunity for both your marketing and your um, sales organization to kind of work together. They should decide jointly how they're going to score leads, um, what the opportunity costs and what the workflow will look like. So let me, let me stop and pause here. Lead scoring is extremely important and having the opportunity for marketing and sales to work collaboratively and determine what those scoring opportunities are going to be are critically important. If you don't have alignment on this particular issue, 
the marketing will generate a ton of leads. The sales will then say that they are unable to convert because they weren't good leads. So getting a meeting of a minds are, is really important here. Opportunity cost, um, we will be doing an episode on it specifically, but for our purposes today, think of opportunity cost as all of the expenses related to marketing as well as sales. So if you send people to trade shows, the cost of the booth, the travel, the meals, the entertainment, if you have, um, a number of memberships to various business and trade associations. All of those things, if you send teams to uh, network at various events and you buy tables at dinner and all of those things to generate an opportunity for sales, you should really be mindful of that as an opportunity cost. And of course, workflow is just how are these two parts of the organization going to work seamlessly so that your prospects and your customers really see a holistic approach to your organization and are receiving the same brand experience on both sides of your house. And finally, acquiring the business. Um, to do that, you need to first have proposal and negotiation. What are the u- unique needs? What are the cross-selling opportunities or upselling opportunities you might have? And finally, you want to close the deal, right? Deliver and then create advocates because they're loyal to your brand and to your services and products because you've done such an outstanding job. All right. So going back to the top of our funnel, attract prospects, generate leads and cultivate leads are all owned by your marketing division or your marketing team. Those are critically important functions that really need to be led by um, marketing. Qualifying leads, again, that's where that lead evaluation, lead scoring, opportunity cost workflow, that is the transition point of moving the prospect or the lead from marketing into sales, right? So there needs to be joint ownership at that point as it is a transitional piece. And again, it needs to be seamless to the prospect or the lead because you want them to have a positive, holistic, seamless brand experience. Once the lead is sent to uh, sales for conversion and ultimately to become a customer, those two steps are really owned by the sales department. So oftentimes, uh, business executives and company owners and entrepreneurs struggle with this idea that marketing and sales um, are not equally as important, and they absolutely are. So oftentimes in our practice, we will see business owners who spend an exorbitant amount of money on trade shows and all kinds of things for the sales team, but then limit the ability of marketing to actually create the funnel at the top to attract the prospects, to generate the leads, to cultivate the relationships in order to get to a series of qualified leads that then could be converted by sales. So it's really important that if you're of the mindset that um, marketing isn't as important or it's not um, functional or it doesn't return an investment on your money, you're really missing an opportunity. You're viewing your marketing efforts as an expense rather than an investment. And it's necessary in order for your sales department to actually have an opportunity to convert. All right, so you want to make sure also that your marketing department 
has um, the ability to create a robust pipeline for your sales team, right? And if you aren't currently looking at your organization like that, I really encourage you to do so. All right, so the last thing I wanna say about the funnel is that this is a continuous flow, right? So one of the most important aspects of the marketing team's responsibility is not just generating leads or attracting prospects, it's cultivating them into qualified leads. They are going to be the part of the organization that initially will have the most impact and opportunity to bring uh, those prospects along through the funnel. And so you want to make sure they have the necessary resources to be successful. Here's one of my favorite topics. No, it's not branding this time. Purchase decision drivers or consumer behavior enables marketing and sales to effectively cultivate leads into customers. Here's how. So to begin, there are five stages in purchase decision drivers. The first is problem recognition. The second is seek solutions. Third, you evaluate solutions. Four, you make the purchase. And five, you reevaluate the purchase. So it's interesting to note that these purchase decision drivers or consumer behaviors um, are used both in business as well as in our personal lives quite frequently. And we do it kind of without knowing about it. So for example, um, with problem recognition, it's really, it boils down to the difference between real and desired state, right? And so I'm going to fess up here as a marketer. We marketers like to convince everybody that they need certain products or goods or experiences. And as a result of that, we can help to create that kind of desired state um, that then causes folks to want to go and spend money. So from a business perspective, Problem recognition often occurs because there is some pain point within the organization. For small business owners who are growing rapidly, often this can present unique challenges um, as you are trying to scale up, create the proper infrastructure, and really sort of reevaluate and reinvent your business internally in order to support the growth. So once you realize you have a problem, once there's that recognition, you start to seek solutions. And at this point in the process, you're only really interested in understanding whether a solution exists what it, and, and how you might go about um, identifying that. So your information gathering without consideration for price, feature, or any other consideration. So in large corporations, they typically will send out an RFQ, um, a request for quote. This is how they determine what is available in the marketplace with respect to their particular needs. Then uh, once that is completed, uh, you will evaluate the solution. So here's where you start to do some comparing of options. Uh, you develop a value proposition. You may decide to um, create some sort of scoring mechanism to help you sort of identify what the most appropriate opportunities are for you in terms of the purchase. You may also... Um, ask colleagues and peers and, and friends uh, who they've used if they have experience with certain companies, brands, solutions, and the like. The fourth stage is you actually select the option that satisfies both your value and your need, um, and you make the purchase. 
once you've made the purchase, the last stage is to um, evaluate your purchase. So you want to evaluate the performance versus your expectations. And this at this point, if your expectations are met or exceeded, you are more likely to remain with that particular organization, that company, product, or service. If it's not, then you're probably going to seek other opportunities um, and you won't necessarily refer or want to recommend them going forward. So why is this so important? Well, frankly... What we often see in our practice are organizations who are actively engaged in pursuing business and they're just a a bit of a misalignment in that the prospect is likely still seeking solutions or in stage three trying to evaluate opportunities for solutions and the company, the small business is really just trying to close the deal. So they really haven't effectively moved the prospect through all aspects of the decision process. They sort of want to go, hello, buy my product or service. And that's just simply not how it works. So you really want to be mindful of where your prospects are in the purchase decision process, and you want to help move them along the process, of course, making sure that you take the opportunity to make sure that they understand that you're the best, most viable, capable option available to them. And then once you secure the business, of course, you want to provide exceptional service and products so that they will evaluate you as an an important part of their success going forward. So how do you score more business? You must demonstrate your products and services are scalable as your customers' demands evolve. You can as well. Also, demonstrate you are capable by delivering on your brand promise and providing exceptional service as a strategic partner rather than as a commodity vendor. You want to focus on your customers' outcomes. This is critically important if you really want to differentiate your company products and services. Making sure that your customers are successful is your top priority will enable you to do that. You must understand the rules of engagement. What is your customer's culture, internal decision-making processes, and their tolerance for both risk and innovation? And finally, you want to make sure you exceed your customer's expectations. So remember the acronym SCORE, Scalable, Capable, Outcomes, Rules of Engagement, and Expectations. I'd like to now share the takeaways from today's episode. First impressions count. Make sure that you are mindful of how you present yourself at all times. Create authentic relationships, so remember to lose your elevator pitch. Remember, it's not about you. Successful sales are all about your customers. Marketing and sales have important roles and must be aligned to maximize their effectiveness. So don't shortchange marketing and give all the tools to sales. You want to make sure that marketing has the capability to help you build your pipeline. Understand the purchase drivers for your customers and assist them through the process. And remember to score. Demonstrate that you're scalable, capable, 
you're focused on customer outcomes, you understand the rules of engagement, and you exceed their expectations. My final thought for this episode is a quote by Lane Wallace, editor of Fire Magazine, who said, Don't let the fear of falling keep you from knowing the joy of flight. Thank you for joining us for today's Insightium podcast episode. I hope you found today's podcast informative, insightful, and inspirational. Visit Insightium.com, the hub for small business growth strategies, for additional resources, and be sure to join us next Thursday as we discuss how generating leads is easier than you think. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at RWASSOC and subscribe to our blog. All links are in the show notes. Until next time, be bold, aim high, and play hard. Thanks for listening to the Insidium Podcast today. To keep moving forward in your business and your entrepreneurial career, Grab the show notes, check out resources, and catch up on any missed episodes at Insidium.com now. This has been a Renee Walker and Associates production. Join us next time for another edition of the Insidium Podcast.